Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. What's that guy's name? Who's singing this? Juke. Juke. I think it's Juke. J V K E. Oh, yeah. That's like Bulgari. Yeah. Yes, what exactly. What are you doing? Or how about uh, Sauvage? Your favorite Sauvage? Color. I get a little bit more. Bulgari. Yeah, yeah you're what, using a What v language is, is Bulgari? Because you have V. I guess maybe is that language is a V A U. Oh, I, man. I don't know. What is that noise? <laughs> I think that was my dog. I think he has to go outside. Sorry, man. I'm on the radio. You want food? Then Pappy's got to do this segment. Then I'll take you out. All right. right. Sorry, and guys. This is why it sucks when people work from home. Hey, buddy. Right. Well, you, oh, you don't want to hear the dog, Donna? You well, hate dogs I suddenly? I do personally, but it's quite the interruption. I remember, I think I was watching Frank and Amelia one day, a, a newscast, when they were when at they home. When they were at home, yeah. And they had this big lab. And all I'm doing is watching the dog, and the dog was kind of like my buddy, where he was he couldn't get his back legs on the couch. And so the whole time <laughs> they're trying to do this serious story and the dog is trying desperately to get on the couch behind them. And I don't even know what they were talking about, but surely they could see it in their um, camera. You know, now what's he yes. doing? I don't know. I'm ignoring him. People can't hear. We can only hear that because we're in headphones. Oh, Nobody else so? is hearing those hums. Oh, okay. Yeah, but. Frank and Amelia, real quick. Uh, by the way, Frank had to get a uh, shoulder surgery, so hopefully he, well, he fell on the ice. That... Oh, wow. Fell on the ice, yeah. So hopefully it's a quick recovery. He's one of my best friends. I've never met him, but I think that he and I um, love each other. But okay. when Frank and Amelia were broadcasting from home, I am not kidding. You know how, Donna, you say you watch HGTV, and then you're like, I live in a garbage yes, house. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, what hotel lobby are they broadcasting from? Right. Oh, this is their home? I mean, it was... I'm trying to find a picture of it right now online. All I remember is it being strikingly nice looking. Sure. I'm sure it is. I mean, now, like... Now, keep in mind, too, people are staging a little bit when they're doing Zooms and, and broadcasts bit. and things like... like oh, Steve, yeah. Yeah, like, you look like you have a luxurious bathroom. Is that right? <laughs> Steve shuts the door right when we start talking about it. I did that it. to quiet the dog down. Oh. But yes. So right behind Steve, who's in his closet right now, is his bathroom. And he's mm-hmm. got like a chandelier in there. It's all fancy, nice hardware. And if you saw it in person, you'd be like, "This, you need to clean this area. I doubt it's, it. That's all of it. And then even when I would do broadcasts from home uh, for 
TV. We'd have to do like appear in the midday news. So I'd go right from this show and then go down and I have to set that up. And I'd clear out this little tiny corner in the corner of the where there were built-in shelves behind me. And if they had turned the camera at any point, and we would do it sometimes just to kind of joke, like here's the madness of what's happening all around. But yeah, you just find that one little corner. But theirs looked like a sprawling shot of a hotel lobby. Looked like they lived in the wind. Wow. Must be nice. Donna. That TV money. Donna. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis in the news? This, this is the beat. beat. All right. I'm going to add a little something to the beat here. Just, right. Mike, that's just a heads up for you. Um. Oh, my gosh. The Dixie Chicks have announced a Las Vegas residency. Who's excited? Say I, I. That covered it. Oh, my God. Tickets go on sale this Friday. I'm going to try and get some. Night. Oh, good luck there getting tickets to any concert. No, it'll work out well for you, I bet. How dare you? I'm just saying it. Temper your expectations. It's been difficult to get tickets to things. Okay, let's see. May 3rd, May 5th, 6th, 10th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, this is going to be at Planet Hollywood, which I love. I think they will probably add some more shows, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't think you should call it a residency. I think you have to be there for a couple of years. I hear residency and that's what I think. Oh, we should plan a trip to Vegas sometime in the next couple of years where this is they're they're spending like what, a week and a half in Vegas? Not even uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Friday, tickets go on sale. I'm looking at ticket prices right now. It looks like they're well, I'm looking at two eleven, three ninety-eight, then we get up to six oh four. Did you get a raise that I was unaware of? <laughs> um, don't worry this, about it. Okay. Get it, girl. You know, I don't know. You should do it. You know why you should do it? Why? If you like them. Do you like them? It I sounds love like you do. the Dixie Chicks. I'm sorry. The Chicks. Anna. Sorry. If you like the Chicks, you should do it. And don't worry about the money. Don't think about, oh, but one time I went to another concert okay. and I only paid $38. Sure. It's the experience. Well, and and these theaters are are quite small. So even if you're in the upper tier, you're still it's still a pretty intimate experience. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. Okay, uh, or the possibility of that. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. I have country news for you. Garth Brooks surprised folks at the Bluebird last night. Ooh, the Bluebird and Cafe in Nashville. The the famed one that I only came to know through the show Nashville. Turns oh. out it's a real place. Oh, yeah, and it's it's very small. Very. Yeah, here's a little bit of him uh, performing his 1992 song, The River. There you go. Garth oh, Brooks. So uh, he was helping to raise money for a local hospice in the Nashville area. And oh, so, that's sweet. That's part of the appeal, right? You go to the Bluebird Cafe, and you never know who might slip in. It's true. And it's like I said, it's very small. And, and so, like, you're not seeing full bands there. It's, it's really a songwriter showcase. Yes, and he was there with three of his uh, collaborators, too. Oh so, my God, that's great! Yeah. You got time for it. one more little song, Yuangi? You want to play? Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear? Okay, Shay Mooney, who is part of Dan and Shay, who just lost all this weight, and he talked about oh. he's he's got lots of posts about it, and he he said six months consistency, and 
he's lost quite a bit of weight. He looks very fit. Uh, he posted, that's just a side note, by the way. Um, he posted a video of him covering Adele, and I got a little nervous, but this guy's got a great voice. See what you think of this. is an acoustic version of the song. Yeah. Okay, nice. he's got a beautiful yeah, voice. Yeah, he does. I like yeah. Dan and Shay. As do I. Donna, we have so much in common. You're like my best friend. Uh... Anyway, Nick Carter wrote a song about his brother Aaron that will be out tomorrow. Hopefully, we will have it for you then. Uh, friends, thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Why don't you stay with us? Because we've got a little tech talk. There is a robot lawyer. <laughs> Isn't that all of them? No, there's a robot lawyer um, that is actually going to be doing something big next month. Donna's got that story. And I found out the salary range that's being listed for Netflix software engineers. If you're looking to switch up your careers, boy, you could make some coin. Tell you about that when we come back. Donna, Steve, my talk. Justice for the injured. You guys, that's not just the slogan at Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. It's more than that. It is what they say is the reason they're lawyers. People need an attorney who's going to fight for their rights. And Bradshaw and Bryant believe that with their experience and their talent, their uh, resources, they really can achieve justice for their clients. They can give you the best legal representation possible. Uh, For example, if you've suffered from a personal injury as a result of an accident, you really do need to contact an attorney as soon as you can. You can call Bradshaw and Bryant for a free consultation. Um, It's not going to cost you anything to meet to discuss your case. And the attorneys only get paid when there is an actual settlement. For years, Mike Bryant has been named a super lawyer. He's also been named among Minnesota's top personal injury lawyers by Minnesota Law and Politics. He is Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant, and you could find him today. Contact him for a free consultation. He's at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hey, guys, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Producer Mike, the mensch. Mm. Mega, Mega Mike behind Mega the Mike. glass. Mm. Meatball. It's a good day to be named Mega Mike because Mega Millions tonight. I love if it. If I win that, I will legal. I'll tell you right now, I will legally uh, change my name to Mega to Mike. Mega Millions. <laughs> Just Mega, Mega Mike. Mike. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Legal. That's great. Did Better you get a ticket? I'll get one today at some point. Great. May I ask you a question, yeah. Mike? Now we don't have a relationship sure. like Donna and I do, well, so okay. we're we're new. Yep. Let me ask a different question. Then we want to get to the robot lawyer talk. Okay. If Donna won tonight, yes. Do you think that it would be nice of her, or maybe maybe not nice, but expected to some extent for her to cut me a check again? If she won, like the the take home, the the lump sum payment would be like roughly five hundred million dollars. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, would it be in good taste? For her to have a check on my desk tomorrow morning, and if so, for what amount? Donna, stay out of this for the moment. Ooh, uh, somewhere in the five hundred thousand dollar range. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> and see, he didn't even question if it was in good taste. Of course, he said, it is. Just give you all of it. No, five hundred million. Five hundred thousand. Oh, five hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. sorry, I, thought I heard yeah, million. No, it's cool. It's cool. About um, half a million yeah. after taxes. Five hundred million. Yeah. Uh, okay, like I have no one else in my life that's going to come knocking. Well, Donna, I understand other people might come knocking, but other people haven't done for you what I've done in many ways. And so 
I just think that that would be nice. By the way, 500000 I Insult believe, would be... <laughs> um, <laughs> wouldn't that be... What is that? Point... Don't. Is it 1%? No math. 1%. Yeah. Or is it... Is it 1%? It's 1%. Oh, my gosh, Donna. Keep 99% and give me 1%. Wouldn't that be? Is that 1%? Or it would be less. Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. 500... I, I wonder if it would be less. I'm going to do the math right here. Do you have any uh, hold music, Mike? <laughs> Oh, boy. What we want is... Times, what's one, the name of that one, stupid song? Dun, dun, uh, the Girl dun, from Ipanema. By the way, it would... It would be... It is not 1%. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It is 0.2%, I think, technically. Okay, great. So, oral agreement? 100 bucks. You disgust me. <laughs> You're the kind of person that we would the lottery would ruin. The lottery would ruin. No. Doesn't make you more generous or more stingy. It amplifies, magnifies who you are, and we all know you respectfully, I say this of course, as a stingy person. Not you, Donna. Steve, you won't even let me ride in your car. Why would I give you any money? That has to do with social comfort. But if I <laughs> if I won the Mega Millions tonight, the jackpot, five hundo, I'll give you seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars tomorrow. Won't even think about tomorrow? it. Tomorrow? Won't Before even know. Before we it's even gone. get the money. Wow, that's great. Yeah, well, that's what I have savings for. All right. Wouldn't that be great? You're eating up my time. I <laughs> have to tell you about this. There robot is lawyer. a robot lawyer that is set to argue its first case in court next month. Uh, there's a website called do not pay.com. Big fan. Um, it has tools, <laughs> <laughs> it has tools to help people fight <laughs> parking tickets or get their bank to reverse things like overdraft fees, that type of thing, okay? So now they've got an AI program that can listen in on court cases and then come up with strategies in real time. This is fascinating. They're using it to help somebody fight a speeding ticket next month somewhere in the U.S., but they haven't revealed where because it's probably illegal. But anyway, most courtrooms don't allow electronic devices that connect to the Internet, so they picked one that allows for Apple AirPods to be used as hearing aids. So the person fighting the ticket will have AirPods in while the robot lawyer listens in through their cell phone and tells them what to say. The CEO of Do Not Pay says the judge will definitely not know it's going on. And they are also planning to use it in another uh, case soon that's happening over Zoom. Although they may be tipped off when they say, you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just reminds me of a little bit, you know, What's Robot that? Lawyer. Remember the <laughs> SNL sketch, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer? <laughs> With Phil Hartman. Hartman, We have to visit it for a moment. (laughs) And now, tonight's episode of Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. (laughs) Mr. Key Rock, are you ready to give your presentation? It's just Key Rock, Madam Mayor, and yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the city council, I'm just a caveman. I fell in some ice and later got thawed out by your scientists. Your world frightens and confuses me. When I see your tall buildings and flashing neon signs, sometimes I just want to get away as fast as I can to my place in Martha's Vineyard. I'm more at home hunting the woolly mammoth than I am hunting a good interior decorator. And when I see a solar eclipse like the one I went to last year in Hawaii, I think, oh no, is the moon eating the sun? I don't know. Because I'm a caveman. That's the way I think. Like, what does that have to do with anything? one thing I do. The new resort housing development proposed by my partners and myself will not only provide much-needed property taxes, but it will also include more than adequate green belts here, here, and here for recreation and aesthetic enhancement. Goodbye. Thank you, you, (laughs) unfrozen caveman lawyer. Oh, God. We have fun. We do. It's law talk. As a Netflix software engineer in California, you can expect to make somewhere between 90000 and... Nine hundred thousand. That's a lot of money. As a Netflix software engineer. Yep. This, according to a job posting, as of January first, California companies are required to post salary ranges for open positions. And so now, some people are getting an unprecedented look at the salaries of people who work for Apple, Tesla, Meta, Google, and more. So uh, ninety thousand to nine hundred thousand. You think if you're one of those uh, software engineers at Netflix who took it for 90K, you're a little bummed right now? A little bit. I bet that's an introductory offer. You know what I mean? A starting salary, if you will. Oh. And then you talk them up, slide the piece of paper. You know, as time goes by, you know, you prove yourself. You make a little more money. Before you know it, you're a mega millionaire. Hmm. <laughs> When we come back, we're going to play a game. Yeah, no are. money up for grabs, but we will give out a t-shirt. So that's something. 651-641-1071. You can call now. Bet on me or Donna. If you bet on the right person, you'll win a prize. Everybody can play along. That's next on my talk. I'm riding a hey, good morning. Welcome back. We appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment with a score of mm, with a score of 6 to 1 No, nice try. 3 Locked to 2. Nice. Steve is in the lead, but not for very long. We are going to play 
a little game. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. Hi, I'm Mike. Monster. I want to see how smart you are. All right. It is the College of Pop Culture Knowledge getting set today. And I was reminded by a very uh, awesome my talker that I missed something very important. Oh. So, uh, and it's because it was on Sunday. And yesterday, of course, we did Creepy Doll because of Megan. But Sunday was a very special day. It was the birth of one, well, the would have been birthday of Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. He would have been 88. 88 or something like that. Yep. Something like that. So, happy birthday, Elvis. And uh, in honor of that, I am going to do a little Elvis trivia for us today. Oh, boy. Nice. Mm. And we've got a good friend on the phone with us. It is Daniel the Painter. Daniel, my brother. Hey, Daniel. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, we're oh, good. We're doing well, man. We're are you in well. someone's you? house right now? What's happening? Sorry? Are you in someone's house painting right now? You know what? I took today off because I walked out ready to go to work, and I virtually slid down the driveway. <gasps> and I'm like, nope. Ooh, bad, bad weather in Ontario today, I suppose. It was just a light mist, apparently, last night that accumulated. And, yeah, it was just black ice everywhere. And all I heard was sirens and cars screeching. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Stay away from the road. Yeah, today. good news. Yes, good thinking. And uh, I have a question for you, Steve. My friend was just in Pittsburgh and oh. wondering what's with the air quality warnings every day. Oh, very interesting. Um, I'm unaware of those. I don't look at those on my phone a lot, but it's funny that that would happen now because Pittsburgh, yeah. formerly the Steel City, and back in the 60s and 70s, it was dirty, but I thought that they've really cleaned it up and a lot of the steel industry has since gone away. I don't know, yeah, but I will put too. in a call. Sorry? I'm going to put in a call to the city of Pittsburgh. Okay. I'll figure it out Thank for you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Now, back to reality. <laughs> back to life. There back he is. To reality. Daniel, who are you picking today? And you, Donna. Woohoo! Okay, I'm probably going to need your help. Bye. All right. All right, we're going to put Daniel on hold, and Steve's going to step out, and we are going to get set again to celebrate a couple of days late his uh, birthday. It is Elvis Presley Trivia today. Are you ready? Yes. All right, we'll get things started with this one. This 1964 American musical film about a certain southwestern U.S. city was Elvis's top-grossing movie. The song, which shares the same title, has been used in countless films and TV shows ever since. Uh, Something to do with Las Vegas. Name two of the three ingredients in his famous favorite sandwich. Peanut butter. Two of the three ingredients. Oh, a bread. Uh, I, I guess one more. Uh, uh, three? You want three? <laughs> Bananas. Okay, bread was a given. Sorry. <laughs> what was Elvis's first number one hit on the U.S. pop charts? Shoot. Mm, I have no idea. Do you want to work on that first one at all? Dog. Hound dog. Uh, the, okay. It's uh, leaving Las Vegas, Vegas. Ve- Las, viva Las Vegas. All right. Woo! We will go and uh, bring Daniel back on the line here. Daniel, uh, we've got uh, a late viva Las Vegas for that first one. Do you feel confident in that? I do. Okay. The second one, uh, two of the three ingredients, uh, non-bread. Uh, she said peanut butter and bananas. Are you confident with that? Yep. All right. And finally, what was Elvis's first number one hit on the U.S. pop charts? She said Hound Dog. Uh, let's go with Hound Dog. You're going to go with Hound yeah, Dog. Yeah, I don't right. think it's right, but the, I, I don't have anything better at the moment. 
Should we bring Steve back? Let's do it. All right. Daniel's going back on hold. Steve, come on back. Hi, Steve. Hey, hey buddy. How did it go? Mm, pretty good. There was a cheer yeah. at the end. There was a cheer at the yeah, end. Yeah, there was we'll a cheer. That. Okay. Yeah. But Donna still says with a worried look on her face, pretty good. Yeah. Thank three you. for three. All right. All right. Here we go. Elvis trivia again. This 1964 American musical film about a certain southwestern U.S. city was Elvis's top grossing movie. The song, which shares the same title, has been used in countless films and TV shows ever since. Jailhouse Rock? Name oh. two of the three ingredients, non-bread, in his famous favorite sandwich. Peanut butter. And did he have banana on that? Let's go with it. What was Elvis's number one hit in the first number one hit on the U.S. pop charts? Hmm. Hound Dog? Anything you'd like to change or go back to? Uh, probably in like 30 seconds from now. <laughs> Think of how much Elvis would have loved Nutella. Yeah, mm. that's true. He would have loved it. Is that how you say it? That's I was thinking that as I said it, because it's actually Nutella. I, Nutella. I say Nutella. You say Nutella. Because it's Nutella. Yeah. Nutella, yeah. You're you, say na- you say Nutella? Nutella. Isolate that for the time when she says, Steve's so mean to me. You're dumb. <laughs> you can't because you talked over it. Whatever. Nobody will know. Say it again. Nope. All right, let's do it. Let's run through these. Okay, the second one, we'll start there. Uh, name two of the three ingredients in the famous favorite sandwich, peanut butter, banana. Both of you got those two, so congratulations. Were there any other there ingredients? There is another ingredient. Mayo? Well, this is kind of... Um, the the legend just says it's peanut butter and banana sandwich. Butter. But in his mother's book, where she was interviewed about things, she said he loved crispy bacon in there as well when Ooh, he was a kid. Oh, I bet that's good. Yeah. So bacon, banana, bacon. and peanut butter is apparently Yum. it would have been an acceptable. I said three. bread and yep. peanut butter, yes. and he was like, no, non bread. On the second one, what? Uh, actually, came. we'll go to the third one. Uh, what was Elvis's first number one hit? You both said Hound Dog, and you're both wrong. Let's guess. Uh, did, uh, it's something like real early, like yeah, but like the twist or something. Like uh, do it if, no, but that's, give us a hint. Uh, it's a uh, place you can stay the night. Uh, hotel, Heartbreak Hotel. There you go. There Nailed you go. It. Good right, job. I get that point. Heartbreak nice hotel. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. Heartbreak Hotel. And then finally, we we'll go back to the first one because this is uh, potentially going to decide it. This 1964 musical uh, film had a certain southwestern U.S. city. Elvis's top grossing movie. It was also the same name as the song that's been in countless movies and TVs ever since. You said, what'd you say, uh, Steve? Jailhouse Rock. Jailhouse Rock. That's uh, a Midwestern, I mean, a Southwestern city. Ori- <laughs> wow. Originally, Donna said Las Vegas. Then she said leaving Las Vegas. Eventually, she worked her way to Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. And she's oh. right. Yes! Congratulations! Woo, Daniel! We did yeah. it! You're all knotted up. Woo! This three is great. Three. Wow. Wow. Finally, there's a chance. <laughs> this is great, Daniel. Thank you for picking me. Thanks for believing in me, Daniel. You're like, so, Steve, you had yeah. questions about my birthday. Um, yes. I would. I turned 48. 48. All right, we're, halfway to we're 96. In South, we're in southwestern Ontario, which is an hour west of Toronto. Uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, is in Niagara. Ripley's Aquarium is in Toronto. Are those far away from each other, Niagara and Toronto? They're about two hours. Oh, jeez, Louise. Wow, and I went on a... 
We're two hours from the Buffalo border and an hour and a half from the Niagara border. Okay. I've only been to the Buffalo. We're an hour ahead of you. That's the other one. Oh, Oh, okay. I've only been to the Buffalo side of Niagara Falls. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's we call it the Barfalo side for those of us who have been to the Niagara side. Oh wow! Yeah, no. we we don't mind going. We we visit. We go down for a day trip every so often. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's a fun little town that Niagara area. Kitschy, kitschy, but fun. And then again, the falls will just blow your mind, man. Those things are insane. Talk about a thing we it take does. for granted. It it. It, 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 every time I take uh, my relatives, they're like, oh, we got to Niagara Falls. I'm like, sure, because we love going as well, because it, it will never get old, it'll never get boring. It's just, you just watch it and you just awe yeah. of a million liters of water a minute falling over the Canadian wow. side. Wow. Nuts. Steve, you should go in a barrel over the side. Of the <laughs> I think they outlawed that a while ago, Donna. That sounds like that's so, ill intent on your so part. Before you let me go, I got a fun fact for you. So Lake Superior, where you guys are, and then so you, if you follow Lake Superior all the way down, it exits the Salon Seaway in Quebec. I learned a couple of years ago for that body of water to exit from Superior to Saint Lawrence it takes four hundred years. What? Whoa! Wow, that's yeah, a, that, that is cra- that is nuts. Holy Hannah! Yeah, that's a lot of water. So Steve, start battling, and we'll see you soon. I'll see. You. I'll right. meet you in Quebec. <laughs> he is Daniel the painter. He was born in Australia. He brought his accent with him when he moved to Canada to start painting houses. And he, is he married to Bex? I forget. They're engaged. They're engaged. All right. Well, what's the hold up there, guys? Let's hey, get married. Hey, easy there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeez. It's just, you know they're both settled He's in their grandma. their law. I'm just saying, how long? Well, how long are you going to be? In, how long have they been engaged? What are we waiting on? I don't know. Wedding plans? How I need to know, Daniel. Email me. How long have you guys been engaged? Also, we should say this about Daniel, the painter, and our love for him. If it wasn't for that Australian accent, we would not let him talk nearly as long. Oh God, no. We'd, We'd be like, listen, ago. dude, get your own show. Yeah, but it's the accent. <laughs> it's rise up lights. Rise up lights. All right, I got a tip for you. Hit it. Oh, 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 okay. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. I came across this. This is a tip for for parents out there, particularly. Oh, I can't wait. Specifically. Um, They... The title of the video on Instagram said the most important nine minutes of your parenting day. And I thought this is pretty practical. I dig this. The guy, I don't know his name, look him up, whatever. It was good. These nine minutes make the biggest impact on your children. So during these nine minutes, you should put your phone down, tech down, make eye contact, get on their level, connect with them just for this little burst. Those three minutes are excuse me, the nine minutes broken into three three three-minute segments. The first three minutes after they wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. The first three minutes after they get home from school in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And the last three minutes before they go to bed. Now, you're giving me that "Mm -hmm," Mm mm-hmm face, which kind of annoys me, that looks like, okay, Steve, this is so Mm -hmm. basic. Why are you "Mm mm-hmmm-ing so much? Well, it is basic, but... If you would have said anything other than when they wake up and go to bed, I would have been surprised. They say that these are the touchstones 
in a child's day when they are uh, connecting with the person or the people that show comfort to them, that represent comfort, stability, safety. And so those little touch points, morning, when they get home from school, and then right before they go to bed. So look, we're all busy, but we've all got nine minutes. I love it. That's great. Put your flesh mist together if you love it. I can't. They're Is your psoriasis spreading or what's going on? No, I'm just using lotion on my hands. Put your flesh mitts okay. together, Donna. See? The lotion didn't get in the way of that. All right. Mike. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That was nice. That was all, all I needed right. to hear. That was uh, good. When we come back, let's talk about uh, Chris Harrison and, uh, you know, what happened immediately following the fallout from some of his comments and being, you know, canned from the franchise, the Bachelor franchise. We've got that on the way. And I started a new show. I think I'll tell you about it when we come right back on My Talk 1071. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. <laughs> Found it. Mwai talk? Mwai talk. As in mwai. Oh, like, yeah, like chef's kiss kind of a thing. Yeah, there you go, mwai. Um, honored, humbled, I think, to see the write-up in the uh, Star Tribune today about our five-year anniversary and saying, and I thought this was a, a lot, but I guess we'll accept it. Their words, not ours. Um, change the face of radio? I don't even know how that makes sense, but we're excited about Yeah, from like a normal face to like a snaggletooth, gnarly face. Yeah, the Star Tribune, um, who we have love for, did not write an article. But we presume there's time. Because our celebration on air is happening on Friday and people are going nuts. Did you happen to have a five-year anniversary with Elizabeth Reese on Twin Cities Live? Just curious. Um, No, no, of course not. Yeah. No. I just, I feel like... We force them into this? Yes, and it's going to be, like, horrible, and I don't want yes. any recognition or... I'll take a watch. You're looking forward to your <laughs> funeral, because you're cool with the attention as long as you're dead and don't have to hear it or or respond to it. I have been um, essentially chasing, asking for this. You're the, the accolades, you know, Correct. and I'm like, please don't look at me. Please don't talk to me. Yeah. Please don't No, I've been asking me. for this since I signed on, essentially. I wonder if you could find the earliest that I referenced our five-year anniversary. It may have been in year two. I, it may have been <laughs> 18 months in. You know, it was... You were actually thinking you'd get a two-year anniversary, I believe. Uh, <laughs> well, celebration. Nice. Well, there you hear all these 20s and 15s and 10-year celebrations. Donna and I might not live until then. Wow. We could get hit by a bus today, Donna. Well, so could everybody. I understand. And so we need to seize the moment. And that's why, uh, and I think it was largely the on-air staff who championed this on our behalf and said, we really want to make sure that they get recognized. That is false information. <laughs> and might I add, I didn't think you'd make it to two years. I thought I would eat you alive. <laughs> that is, thank you, Donna. <laughs> I know that due to your weird upbringing, that's a compliment. And I thank you. Unbelievable. You're welcome. 
Anyway, what were we supposed to do here? Um, I want to take a little This is Chris why Harrison's. we are the award-winning uh, show that we are. You know what? Forget it. Now I'm going to read an email to you, and then I'll get to Chris Harrison. Because oh, you pushed me. You pushed me, and so now I'm going to read an email. Is everybody ready? Yes. Somebody hit the mail time thing. Nope. Thank you. Okay. Email said, Don and Steve, guys, please don't change. <laughs> what, is she writing in our yearbook? <laughs> <laughs> Have a great summer. <laughs> Your chemistry is so perfect. What? Donna, this is where they lost me. You are so funny. <laughs> and here I am at work, randomly thinking about my flesh mitts. Where else can I get that? Keep it up. Sharon from Florida. Oh, Sharon from Florida. Have an orange for me. Orange. Also an email from Leo. (laughs) Call the city of Pittsburgh, Steve, like I threatened during the last segment. After the Butterball call, this should be a best of call for sure. Oh, my God. We tried to call the Butterball hotline yesterday. That did not go well. No, because there was a communication issue between Mrs. Butterball and Mr. Patterson. I was saying all this stuff. Hello, sir or ma'am, are you there? I like how she covered her bases. I was there. I was talking to her. We had a question that we wanted to ask her if it's okay to still eat turkey in January. And um, and what kind of thermometer should we use, rectal or oral? That to... You would have had to say that one. <laughs> Why didn't they? What happened there? No I idea. My... We, we heard everyone else we called. We were able to talk to. No problem. So yeah. I yeah. have no idea. Bad connection. It was on their end. The TV host Chris problem. Harrison uh, had a podcast that launched yesterday. Jokingly called the most dramatic podcast ever. Get it, Donna? That's cute. Yeah, sure. And it debuted yesterday. He, of course, um, stepped away from The Bachelor after he found himself in a controversy regarding his comments on race and antebellum parties and things like that. He didn't exactly step away. That's how he says it. He resigned from his hosting gig in June of 2021. Yeah, it's like, you can't fire me. I quit. I'm just I'm just reading what the New York Post wrote, okay, Donna? That's a dumb move, by the way. Let them fire you, because then you can collect unemployment benefits. Thank you. Oh, which was, I'm sure, a real big thing for Chris Harrison. He's not like us, Donna. <laughs> he has millions and millions of dollars. You think he wants to go stand in line somewhere to get 700 bucks? <laughs> And then you have to fill out all that paperwork every week to say you applied for jobs. Honestly, yeah. He's he's like, like, reached out to Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Chris Harrison said on his podcast yesterday uh, about what it was like immediately after he left the show and in the midst of all that controversy controversy and public backlash. You're a shusher. Controversy. Public backlash. Oh, no, you, that is, there's a sh- in the back of that. It's public backlash. You're a shusher. I didn't shush. I corrected my shush on controversy. Sorry, Sorry I blew up. Chris Harrison says, <laughs> I lost 20 pounds. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I get it. It was just one gut punch after the other, and mentally and physically, I deteriorated pretty bad. I, he went on to say the paparazzi was stalking him. He said, I was heartbroken. I was gutted. I was embarrassed. I was mad at myself. I was disappointed in myself. 
the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do was be an agent of anything negative, whether it had to do with, with race or anything. There were people... <laughs> human moment. There were people parked outside of my house for weeks, following me everywhere we went, he and his fiance Lauren Zima. I would sneak... Go ahead. Donna? Go ahead, I'm sorry. I would sneak down the hill of my house, through my neighbor's backyard, and my buddy would pick me up. So I think what happened to Chris Harrison is he learned a pretty good lesson the hard way, right? So... I don't think he understood what he was saying to Rachel Lindsay in that interview about these antebellum parties and how they're not okay. And he's like, bet that was in 2018. That's different than today. Mm -hmm. It's not. You are a white man who has no idea how that affects an entire community of people When Rachel said, how would I fit in in that type of college party? What would be my role, do you think, Chris, if you think about the Old South? Right. I was watching. I don't have enough time to make this point, but I'll try. Prince Harry, the interview he did with 60 Minutes and Anderson Cooper, he was talking about the racial bias of the British um, um, tabloids and what do you call it? Um, newspapers, media, all of that. And he, and he said, you know, I never called my family racist. I think there was an unintentional bias. And Anderson Cooper said, do you think you had re- ever had like racial thoughts? And he said, I'm sure I had unintentional bias. He goes, I could tell you now I see things Today, I didn't see before because he's married to a black woman and now he can see the person he has perspective, you know, and I bet Chris Harrison is kicking himself over that because he didn't have that perspective. He had no place to be saying what he said. And it sounds like he is truly sorry and he's trying to learn from it. So if if you want to hear more from him, you can listen to his new podcast called The Most Dramatic Podcast Ever. I don't know how many episodes are coming out or or what, but that's that from Chris Harrison. What do we have next? I don't know. Oh, gosh, good news about Avatar. Oh, and Stranger Things cast just got paid.